1: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
2: wfilcom and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Beautiful day. Wow. We need to, Victoria, we need to ask Lorenzo, our GM, if we could get an outdoor studio. Doesn't it seem fair? It would. Like on a sunny day like today, why are we cooped up in here?
3: As long as it's not humid, I'm uh, with that.
2: I agree. I'm with you. Uh, 86 the high. Windy. Nice breeze coming through down to 69 tonight. And, uh, Temperature with the, with the breeze coming through. This is one of those nights you throw the windows open, let the breeze just blow over you and help you drift to sleep. Tomorrow, uh, a lot of sunshine for a while. May get some clouds in the afternoon. Going to be breezy, hot, and humid. A little toastier. May get to 93 and very windy, uh, possibly for tomorrow. Sports, Phil's lost uh, the third game of their series against the Cardinals yesterday. Close one. It was 4-3. to three. Phillies manager Rob Thompson on the game.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we've been... We've been... <laughs> grinding on him a little bit so i think it was just his location was off a little bit today and and they
2: you know they got well there you go so rob thompson not exactly you know <laughs> all the, victoria know when you look for these clips sometimes they're hard to <laughs> yeah it anyway. almost
3: was shorter than i realized That was actually about sir anthony's uh struggles for the day yeah,
2: yeah. they're very closer. brief yeah but it can, <laughs> yeah sometimes when you lose you also don't talk, talk quite as much not as chatty uh, they do try and get back at it tonight, Game 4, against the Cardinals, 7 5 I think Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phils. Um, in tennis, which I don't know, do you like tennis, Victoria? I do. Yeah. I do. I haven't followed it. Uh, I didn't follow the most recent Wimbledon, yeah. but which, well, uh, I do like tennis. Yeah, it wrapped up yesterday. It's a, it's a neat sport because no matter how young or old you are, you can play it. You just need one person. Unlike uh, baseball or basketball, you need to grab a bunch of people sometimes. Right. It's a little easier to just grab a racket and a friend and go play. Um, when I was a kid, my dad, we used to vacation in Ventnor, New Jersey. And uh, this there was like a ministry study center where they had – it was like a, a place where you can go for a little um, a rest. So you go for a week or a month. Right. Some people went for like a sabbatical for nine months. And in the middle, they owned a whole block in uh, off Ocean, near Ocean Avenue in Ventnor. And in the center of the block was a tennis court. And there would be missionaries who were in their 60s, 70s, 80s. They were young kids playing my dad and I used to go out. You'd sign up on the sign-up sheet. Sometimes play doubles, and it was just a lot of fun. It was, it was a, it's a great sport. A lot of uh, way you know keep your cardio up and all that, and and also there's other skills involved. So anyhow, yesterday Novak Djokovic winning Wimbledon for the fourth year in a row. That's 21 Grand Slam titles for him. Uh, only only Rafael Nadal with 22 has more. And uh, Djokovic talked about the win yesterday. I mean, obviously, uh, over the moon with. Uh Joy and happiness of, of uh, experiencing this moment once again. I've said it many times. You know, this tournament is uh, extra special for me because it has been the first tournament that I've ever watched as a kid that got me to to start playing tennis. Um, so I don't I don't take <laughs> any wins for granted, particularly not in, in Wimbledon. In contrary, actually, it, it feels. Every time it feels a bit different, um, especially in its own way. Of course, having family and close people in my life here to share this victory with them, it was
4: uh, was beautiful.
2: That's Novak Djokovic uh, yesterday after winning his seventh Wimbledon title four years in a row now. He beat a Greek-slash-Australian, Nick Kyrgios. It was a four-set thing there. Now, I have a Greek background. I saw Curios in the finals. I was like, "Oh, that's good—the motherland being represented." As do I. Yes, that's right. You got the Greek thing going too. Yes. So, uh, and even in the tennis realm, I don't know. Growing up as a kid, he was talking about growing up and watching Wimbledon. I remember, you know, Jimmy Connors and uh, John McEnroe and Bjorn Borg was my favorite player growing up. a Tennis player. He he retired at like twenty eight. But he's one of the most accomplished players ever. You wonder what he could have accomplished, even younger. He could have accomplished, it seems like, so much more. I don't remember why he retired when he did. Now you have the big three, Nadal with 22 titles, Djokovic with uh, 21, and Roger Federer, who I also like. He's, he's always been this kind of cool guy who's not afraid to say, yeah, I did great. Without making it sound like I am great uh, and a refreshing kind of a candid player, he has 20 titles. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, all of them advanced in age here, but they're still playing amazing tennis. Uh, as far as the Flyers go, they uh, had the draft last week. Uh, Cutter, is it Gautier? Is that how you say his name? I'm not sure. There was a song by Gautier years ago. <laughs> Remember that song? Someone I used to know it has like 4 billion views on it or whatever online. Uh, but Cutter, uh, Gautier or Gautier? Uh, drafted fifth by the Flyers uh, in the uh, in the draft last week, and uh, fir- first of all, he's got a, he's got a very Flyer name, don't you think? Cutter is like a, totally what you would expect a uh, a grinder on the team to talk to you know, have that kind of a name, and uh, he talked a little bit about. Uh, joining the team and
1: what it's like to be drafted by the Flyers.
0: Yeah, my whole family's from South. Though. I was actually the only one born in, in Jersey. Oh, that's, I was uh, born in township. Wait,
1: this is Cutter Gauthier. Yeah, it's such a surreal moment. You know, it's everything I've dreamed of growing up, you know, being my hearing my name called one day and I'm so happy that the Philadelphia Flyers are the one to do it. So I'm extremely excited for the future uh, and see what holds.
2: That's Cutter Gauthier of the Flyers drafted fifth overall last week and uh, Tony D'Angelo, the other voice you're hearing there, uh, recently traded for Last week. And uh, he has that South Philly connection.
0: Yeah, my whole family's from South Philly. I was actually the only one born in, in Jersey. I was born in township. But uh, we've been in South Philly back again for like 10 years now. So I was, you know, my sister, my brother has a house in South Philly. My sisters, my grandparents both live in South Philly. My my family, me. So we've been here forever. And we've been diehard Flyer fans until the day of the uh, of my draft when I didn't get picked by the Flyers. And now now we're happy to be back on board.
2: That's it. Tony D'Angelo just signed a two-year deal uh, having been traded to philadelphia and uh, certainly he would know the appreciation the rabid flyer fans really when you think about it victoria all the the sports teams have strong fan bases here and love their teams you know and you hear the athletes talk about that sometimes like how much how intelligent they are and how passionate they are and all that so yeah yeah so there you have it this little quick sports update for you this hour speaking of sports we're looking to have gary g cobb join us he's a He's a great guy. We love having him on. He played for the Eagles. He played for the Cowboys, the Lions. He also is a longtime broadcaster in this market. So we'll chat a little Eagles uh, draft with him, uh, or a training camp, I should say. And also, um, he's a man of faith. He's a solid man of faith, loves the Lord a lot, and has a, always has some good word of wisdom to share. In fact, that's what he does for a living. Part of what he does now is actually counsel and work with players after they – are out of the league sometimes it actually happens a lot sooner than a player would like that's why he kids around victoria he'll say nfl stands for not for long you know you're in the league for on average three and a half years that's right so it's it's got to be well you think about that you're 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 25 27 31 and all of a sudden everything you've done since you were a kid is gone yeah you know what do you do and it's not easy to start over necessarily at that age. So, uh, G. Cobb, looking to have him on the program. Also, Randall Wenger with Pennsylvania Family Institute, going to be checking in uh, a little later on in the hour, as there's a few things going on. Pennsylvania Family Institute does a lot of great work, and uh, they keep us up periodically. We have someone from the organization on the show to talk about the different bills that are going around, different amendments, the voting, what's happening. And so, there are a couple things we want to chat with Randall Wenger on the program about. We also, before we go any further, Victoria, uh, need to let people know there's this new contest they may have been yes. hearing about today.
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: The, uh, the giveaway, the cash giveaway. Yes. WFIL's Gas Money Giveaway is how we're terming it. And uh, after the break, we want to give you the next keyword in the contest. But let me tell you what it's about for a second. Every day this week, we're giving away... Uh, You the opportunity to win $2,000. Now, if you win once, you can't win every day, obviously. But every day, a $2,000 prize being handed out. And so how you get yourself in the mix is a little different than most of the contests, although there's a lot of similarity. Uh, But in this case, we're giving you keywords throughout the day. The first keyword every day this week will be at 6.56 a.m. right after Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll. So you can bookmark that. And tune in exactly then, and I'll uh, sh- I'll come on the air at that point, Lord willing, and share that keyword for that specific time. Then, say at 6:56 tomorrow morning, you'll have from seven to eight the following hour to use that keyword. And then eight o'clock in the morning, the keyword expires. So th- you have to be really on it to get in and use that keyword. Then we give you another keyword, 8:56 a.m. or 8:50 five it is actually after in touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Likewise, you'd have from nine to 10 tomorrow morning to put that specific keyword in and at 10 a.m. it goes off the board and so on and so forth. We give you keywords throughout the day. The final keyword of every day will be at 555 with Walt Cooper and his keyword will be good from six to seven and you have to use it in that hour and after that you can't enter it anymore. So if you want to enter the contest, you can actually, if you're on your game, do it five times per day and therefore have more opportunities to win. So 6.56 a.m., 8.55, and then just before 1, 4, Kevin, man, I just gave you one a few minutes ago if you're listening, which we'll repeat shortly, and uh, just before 6. That's every day this week. And as many times as you can tune in at those points and get the keyword and enter within the following hour... You can be in the contest that many more times. The details of that also on our homepage. It's a, a big banner, you can't miss it. The $2,000 gas money giveaway. That's what we're doing all week long. Really cool opportunity. Hope to we'll take advantage of that. We'll mix in some music this hour as well. A lot to do today. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560,
1: WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim Demoss Show, heard weekday afternoons four till five on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.
2: It's 416 of the Tim Demos Show in WFIL in Philadelphia. Thank you for tuning in. We're pleased to have Gary G Cobb joining our program today. Hey G, how you doing? Doing great. How you doing, Tim? Wonderful. You know, uh, of course, you had many years with the Eagles, Cowboys, Lions. You've done a lot of broadcasting over the years, and I'm thinking you are on our top ten list of frequent guests since we started September 18. I'm guessing Victoria is going to start counting these. She's now down a full ton. Yeah, I'm going to guess you are. But you know, it's not. It's not just quantity, Gary. It's quality. Like Mm -hmm. I think you are. One of the top ten we'd like to have on this show. Not just that we do, but that we'd like to have on the show.
4: Oh, well, and, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah.
2: My wife, even, the <laughs> other day, she quoted you on something. I can't remember what it was, but she quoted you. I was like, you're paying attention to Gary Cobb? She's like, yeah, I like him a lot.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so whatever you said struck well, a good hey, nerve. Hey. I, I appreciate it. That's a little brownie points for me, you know? That's it.
2: That's it. It's good to know yeah. that we can bring the whole family on board when g Cobb's on the air. So
4: yeah, That is right. That so, is right.
2: Well, two things. Obviously, training camp is coming up July 26th. I just was curious. if yes, you're, it is. Yeah, your experience personally with training camp, uh, the physicality of it has changed, but also what it was like under the different coaches you had and, and what your mindset was going into training camp.
4: Well, you know, years ago, you know, when I played the um, – uh training camp was always looked on as is gonna be very grueling physically, so we did a lot of hitting, meaning there was you know all out the scrimmaging you know uh and there was a lot of hitting a lot more than they do now, and so you had to come in in shape you didn't you didn't come in you know trying to get in shape, you had better be shaped in shape when you get there <laughs> because they were gonna really push you yeah. to you know, the limit of your uh, physical, you know, body, you know, so you, you, you really um, were hurting, you know, after, uh, you know, a few weeks of that. I mean, it was, it was definitely strenuous. And we had guys that would just leave I and mean, say, <laughs> well, I quit, you know, and, yeah. and these were guys in the middle of their career. They go, you know what? If I got to do all of this, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> and some guys would just leave, you know, you go, what happened to Joe? Well, hey Joe <laughs> he, he he got out of here, so so that would happen. And really, uh, Buddy Ryan, yes, uh, during his camps, they were very tough. And we had guys, uh, you know, that wasn't a normal thing to have like veteran players just leave. But we did have a few guys that said, you know what, I can't take it. And um, Buddy would really, uh, he was pushing guys. But one of the things he was trying to find out what guys were made of and get to know his team, and then he kind of, you know, he kind of cut back some after he really kind of find out, you know, who, who he really uh, – who were tough enough, the kind of guys he wanted on the team and everything. But, uh, you know, when I played, played for Jimmy Johnson, and, boy, he ran us He really believed in the team in, in great shape. And so we got a lot of running in that. So uh, it was always very strenuous, more so than now. I mean, I go out there now, and some of the guys come up to me and go, hey, man, we're getting ready to hit tomorrow. I'm going, whoopity, whoopity, well, you know, <laughs> what's the big deal? We hit every day, and I, but really I, I don't think it's the best uh, when you hit every day because you wear yourself out. And I used to talk to my buddy uh, who I played with in, in, in college, uh, Ronnie Lott, and he was playing in San Francisco, and they didn't do as much. But, of course, they were winning championships. Yes. Yeah. yes. So, so it's smarter to you know, work your guys, but you don't want to do too much hitting because that wears you out. Now, they don't do very much hitting at all now. But you can't do too much, and where you come into camp and where you're you're uh, really start the season slow because you really you you don't have your legs, your body's tired uh, because you've just been doing too much. And I thought you know years ago we definitely did too much.
2: I'm guessing that's an ongoing thing the coaching staff has to even during the season, whether to give you a little day off or a lighter day and engage that versus keeping sharp and everything. So, uh, folks, tuning and Gary G Cobb, our guest, how many years? Did you know you were going to be on the team so you weren't thinking about that so much versus maybe was there a year or two in there where you're not sure if you're making the team and that also changes how you're approaching training camp?
4: Well, uh, yeah, I think that that plays into it. Um, But, you know, you had to really, you know, uh, compete because, you know, you want to keep it, you know, you want a starting job and everything. So, uh, And and most of the time you kind of knew where you were at. So, um, you know, you could help yourself in training camp some. But for the most part, they had to kind of have you, uh, you know, pencil in. So most of the time, I was pretty comfortable in a starting job. uh, So I wasn't really so much uh, concerned about um, not starting and things. Yeah. But, um, you know, as I got near the end of my career, of course, uh, um, you know, eventually, you know, you you get to the point where they say, you know, you've seen your best days (laughs) because it wears you down. I mean, I still feel that, you know, the, The physical part of the game, I still feel it on my body now where I feel, oh, man, what is that? Oh, you know, (laughs) because, you know, you have all these collisions and things and uh, it it takes a toll on your body, no doubt about it. But I I really feel good. I mean, I've been at a game over 30 years and I'm still still uh, in good shape and probably go get me a workout
2: later on today that sounds great Gary G Cobb kind enough to fit us in the schedule today Uh, just kind of a last question there on that topic I know part of what you do at least and are you still doing it this year where you're helping players as they transition from NFL not for long to real life including whether it's because they can't perform anymore to the level they need to or because of injury or whatever and, and how you encourage them to have something much more Solid to place their lives on, rather than just the sport they've known since they were a kid, because that could easily be a god of sorts.
4: Well, you know, uh, Tim, that is so important, and I and, and it's something that happens uh, with guys where uh, when when football's not there anymore. Because some of the guys have made you know uh, football their gods. Now, thankfully, there are a lot of believers throughout the league where able to share with guys while they're playing that hey, there's there's something that's more important than football. You know, and that uh, you know, God will be with you when football's gone. You know, because football's temp- temporary. You're not going to be able to play it that long anyway, because it's really a young man's sport. But um, but definitely that transition. And I, I'm still I still do it. I mean, that's a something I do for the league, uh, working with those guys after they come out of the, the um, after they played. And really, it's a lot of time where a lot of times I'm able to share the Lord with the guy because he's at a time when he's looking for her something that's going to stabilize him. Yeah. And so I'm able to, sh- you know, share the, the gospel with him. And he's able to know that, look, you know, God will be with you, you know, whatever's up the road, he will be there to help you, you know, tackle it along with you. So Amen. that's, um that's something I'm able to share with them. And, and uh, a lot of times the guys are at, at that spot and they're really looking. And um, some of them have seen, they've been believers that aren't been on their team. And so they realize that, Hey, you know, God is there for them too, and so it uh, really is a shot in the arm. And then they are able to start looking at things in a uh, where you where you uh, put the proper value on things. You know, or what mm-hmm. is really valuable. You know, I mean, football was great. It's a you know, it's uh something that we all you know yearn to be an NFL player and all of that. But when you get there and you get through it, you go, you know what? <laughs> yeah. It's really maybe not all that people have it up because some people put it up on a, a pedestal and, and worship it and it's not worthy of that. So, you know, the guys find that out. Unfortunately, some of them find it out and then they, you know, they're hurting. And so we're able to share with them, share the gospel and, and, and share uh, making good decisions in life and, uh, you know, taking care of their families, um, being the kind of men that, uh, you know, people can look up to and that you, um, are a kind of person that honors your Word yeah. and that you, you're faithful to the people in your life that you know that uh, you're supposed to be there for and, and that care about you. So that that really is great when you see a guy really uh, you know come to know the Lord and, and really grow to where he realizes, you know, I had a great career and everything, but that's past and going on, and I, I will always be able to walk with the Lord through the rest of my life.
2: Well, I encourage folks to pray for you. Gary G. Cobb, our guest, as he ministers to players in that way. And uh, com. you can uh, just check uh, Gary out and some of the articles he writes and some of the folks that write with him. And if, do you do speaking ever engagements at, you know, different. Oh,
4: places? yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I, I speak at, you know, different churches around an area. I'd love to okay. come out and talk to, uh, you know, the people. And, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I uh, still go to the. Um, you know, we go and talk to the kids in the jails too, you yes. know, because uh, they're, they're looking for uh, the Lord and they're looking for help. So uh, definitely love to come out and speak at, you know, at the churches. Uh, so, uh, okay. you know, um, you can get in touch, uh, contact with me through uh, my website Okay, and, uh, you know, email me and I'll definitely, uh, or send it to Tim. I'd, he'll get it to me. Sure. Either way. <laughs> or the site, simply
2: gcobb.com. By the way, last question mm-hmm. on the way out the door. How's that chubby grandson of yours? Is this still packing on the pounds? I hope. Yeah,
4: he's he's packing it on, man. He, he's like <laughs> nine months now, so as a little fellow, he's he's getting it going, man, and he's scooting around and uh, he's standing up, so you know he's getting ready to start walking. So uh, look out, everybody! If, he, <laughs> here he comes.
2: <laughs> if he if he's like his uh, grandfather, he's going to start you know bowling people over, perhaps Not hey,
4: hey, that's hey, that's it. He, he, well, he knows how to snatch stuff, so he's already got good good hands. Where he he'll snatch something out of your hand if you're not watching. <laughs> that's
2: we'll get the full scouting report next time.
4: Gee, thanks that's for that's right.
2: <laughs> thanks for taking time. Always a pleasure. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, have a great one, Tim. You too. Bye bye. All right. All right. Bye bye. Gary G Cobb, our guest on the Tim Demar show today, played for the Eagles, also for the Cowboys and Lions. Eleven seasons in the league. He was actually a two-sport player, Victoria. He he could have chosen, um, I think it was uh, basketball too. Wow! Or, base- or it was baseball. Kind of like a Deion Sanders. He, yeah, exactly. Wow. He was all-American in both football and baseball. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, played with Reggie White, some of the greatest players ever in uh, Eagles history: Jerome Brown, Clyde Simmons, and many wow. others. And I love having him on. He is, as he mentioned, he's a, he's a big guy. He's still very strong. I I, I think he probably gets more respect. Obviously, he's working with players still, and if he kind of looks like one of them, like he's still got the size and, and he's, you know. Some
4: of them still do. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so anyway, Gary G. Cobb, our guest, if you want to get in touch with him, perhaps invite him to speak at your church, it's just G-C-O-B-B, Gary, uh, you know, it's his name, Gary Cobb, but just the G up front, gcobb.com. In addition to his football days, he, of course, has been a longtime Philadelphia sports broadcaster and a frequent guest. On our broadcast, quick break. Randall Wenger, Pennsylvania Family Institute, joining us next. And we'll also get you that keyword to our current, uh, the current one for our cash giveaway that's happening uh, each day this week. More details in just a second. WFIL.
1: Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at wfil.com. It's Tim DeMoss,
2: and uh, we're glad you're listening into the program today. We're about to welcome a special guest on in just a second, but before we do that, I want to give you the keyword in our uh, gas money giveaway. This is a new contest you may have been hearing about, uh, starting earlier today, where we are giving out keywords all week long, and when you uh, there, there's certain windows that they're good for. So, for example, right now uh, we have a keyword, and the keyword is radio. Simple enough. Radio. So you actually have till 5 o'clock to get to WFIL.com. Click the $2,000 gas money giveaway banner. It's very big, easy to read, very colorful. And you, once you click that, the keyword to enter is radio. Clarifying, this is not like we have a, a keyword function on our website. That's not what this is about. This is actually a specific contest. So you click, again, click the banner first at WFIL.com, $2,000 gas money giveaway, and then you enter the keyword radio. That keyword expires at 5 o'clock in 26 minutes, or 27 minutes, whatever it is. All right? Then, just so you know, behind that, Walt Cooper is ready with his own special keyword to share at 5.55, and his keyword works from 6 to 7. So what we're doing basically every few hours – Uh, During the daytime, we are giving you a new keyword and you have an hour to use it and then it expires and we give you another one. So if you're really on top of things, the most you could do is all 25 keywords we're giving out. They're unique to the one time we give them and then they're gone. So uh, the times that we're doing them, 6.56, good for the seven to eight hour. And then we have 8.56, good from nine to 10. We have around 12.55, which is good from one to two. And then we also have 355 that Kevin Manna does, leading into this show, which we'll talk about. Plus the one I mentioned about Walt. But as you're listening throughout the day, we're gonna we're gonna give you reminders. So that's one way to keep track. You don't have to write all that down. Just wanted you to know the general concept. So right now the keyword is radio. It's good till five o'clock, and then uh, she gone, so to speak. And uh, we'll give you another one after that. dollars every day. It's a two thousand dollar prize happening. So get yourself in the mix. And I'll be rooting for you. Randall Wenger, Chief Counsel, Pennsylvania Family Institute, now joining us. Hey, Randall, how you been? Good. Thanks for having me today. Great to hear your voice again. We always appreciate the work you do and the rest of the team there does. Uh, are you a good news? If someone says, I have good news and bad news, what do you what do you typically say uh, when when someone's presenting something to you? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I like to get my bad news out of the way. Yes, but, uh... I'm
2: the same way. And then I want good news. So... Uh, if you wanted we could proceed this way there are there are a couple of things we got press re- you know press releases from pennsylvania family institute all the time and we had one about governor wolf and a veto and we also had uh, about the constitutional amendment protecting taxpayers from paying for abortion which is on the good news side of things um can we talk about both briefly give a little backstory on those and start with the bad news first or at least temporarily bad news
3: uh, sure temporarily bad news but i think we'll eventually get to the right spot okay um yeah. so, so, ideology is getting in the way of common sense in in so many different areas, and one of them is sports. Um, we have we have the Biden administration pushing to open up open up girls sports teams um, to persons on basis of gender identity, which is subjective rather than on the on the basis of sex, which is objective and then you, you end up with crazy things happening like Leah Thomas, a swimmer from Penn who who ends up um, winning championship but he's a male winning on the female side and that's just not fair. And so we we've hit a point where where people are saying like look we love live and let live. We want to get along with everyone but come on there really is a difference between men and women which is Yeah like, Title IX, we've braided sports in the basic for opportunities. So, so what, what do we do about that? And and so we've had some some legislators here in Pennsylvania who've pushed the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. That's passed the state house. It passed the state senate. It was sent on to the governor, uh, just like in in a bunch of other states. Twenty some other states passed legislation, got it signed by their governor. But well. Tom Wolf vetoed the legislation. So, so the what would have been good news with with uh, strong passage in both chambers, both in the state house and state senate. Um, once again, we end up on the losing side because because of a governor who is, in this case, out of touch with with bi- biological reality and uh, following ideology rather than common sense. Yeah. But yeah.
2: Go ahead. No, but yeah, I was going to say, where to from here? And, you know, what, what's what's a period at the end of a sentence versus maybe a semicolon or a dot, dot, dot?
3: <laughs> well, you, you know, good ideas eventually come to fruition. And and so you, you think of folks who've worked a long time on good things. So you think of William Wilberforce working for decades to end the slave trade and i I don't think it's going to take decades for the fairness in women's sports to become law here in pennsylvania it will take a new governor um okay but but we're we're getting to a point where more and more people are are recognizing that that this really is ideology getting in the way of common sense um parents don't like opportunities being taken away from their daughters um it ends up affecting scholarships it ends up affecting things like privacy in the locker rooms and and this is a strong issue 75 percent support women's sports legislation so issues that have that strong support don't get vetoed forever <laughs> so yeah. yeah so in my mind yeah this is really bad but it gives it gives the people of Pennsylvania choice when they're going to the fall election this year. This is going to be an issue in the gubernatorial election. It's going to be an issue in the state legislative races. And I think we're going to be back on this next year with with the with the same legislation being passed again. And I think there's an opportunity to do something good for the people of Pennsylvania.
2: Okay. Randall Wenger, our guest, he's a chief counsel, Pennsylvania Family Institute, pafamily.org for more info on the work that they do. The... Fairness in Women's Sports Act we're just talking about here for a moment, HB 972, the fact that it was vetoed by Governor Wolf, does it uh, remain like a thing that gets brought back? Like once and forever it's always kind of called that, so eventually that's what's going to get passed, or does sometimes they, they change names, just as far as people keeping score at home and trying to keep track of
1: these things?
3: Hey, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to change names, and I think even if, if somebody does change a name along the way, Everybody in the House and the Senate is still going to know what this means. Yeah. This is the, it's it's the women's sports legislation, whatever we call it. And they know it's you know it's popular. They know it's common sense. And and it's an issue that that does well everywhere in the state. There's not a part of the state that that this is not a strong issue. And okay, with the with the people of Pennsylvania, so it's coming back. It's not over. But like so many things. It's harder than it should be, but but with the right people, yeah. we should be able to get it next time.
2: Do you, do you? I don't know if you know the answer to this. Is there a uh, what? Is there a threshold or some kind of a, a litmus test if if a biological male is to identify as being female? It, do they just have to say that, or is there any kind of uh, rules they have to keep or consistency like? You know, in their everyday it, lives, in school, everywhere they go to make sure, oh, wait, you said you were identifying female, <laughs> but over here you don't look like you're identifying with female.
3: Do you know yeah, it it, any of that stuff? It, it's all over the board. So in some sports, they, they'll they require um, certain testosterone level, for instance. Other sports, they'll say, no, it really needs to be on the basis of biological sex with With 501 school districts in the state, wow! So many of these school districts are looking at this on a case-by-case basis, and so you have uh, you have kids who may come in, and they're well. There there was a case here here in in Pennsylvania where there was uh, a boy who was running uh, cross country in the fall with the boys, and then came out for track with the girls. Um, the next semester, the girls learned about that in the locker room with 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 the boys. So, wow. Um, it, it, so it so much of this is done on on really. a okay. So this is what you want to do now. Well, okay. Well, you, I guess you can choose because that's that's what we're told that you need to do. So, unless unless there's appropriate policies put in place at a school district level, yeah. or in a collegiate level. Um, or in a state level, there, there are folks who are trying to figure this out on a one-by-one one, one one basis, and that's, that's not really the smart way to do it. And, and even the, the compromises made along the way, like, well, you know, if testosterone level is low enough, then I guess that's okay, but, but the reality, the biological reality is once, once a boy goes through puberty... There, there's a massive shift that occurs in terms of muscle mass and, um, you know, the heart, the lungs, the stuff that makes, that, that, that really gives a competitive advantage can't be taken away by lowering testosterone level. Yeah. Biology is biology. And when we try to mess, mess with that for ideological reasons, things don't end up well.
2: Yeah. Folks tuning in with chat with Randall Wenger, uh, Chief Counsel Pennsylvania Family Institute. PAFamily.org, just talking a little bit here about Governor Wolf and the veto to protect the Fairness and Women's Sports Act, HB 972. Uh, also, just as you're talking there, I'm thinking people need to pray, obviously, for their school administrations, even if you don't know who's in charge. Uh, I would not envy that job. Number one, and not just on this topic, but other topics too. There's got to be a ton of pressure on them, and maybe God can give them wisdom. If they don't know them, they can, you know, God can can move in the hearts of those who are in charge to help make decisions that are wise and, and really truly healthy for the people that they're taking care of. Um, so, just a, a charge to those who are listening, and a charge to myself. Last question on this topic for now was: Do you know was there a specific situation? That the Fairness in Women in Sports Act was created in response to? Uh,
3: well, it's it's in response to things that have been happening all over the country. Okay, and collectively, then. It, now there's yeah, and and there are things happening in Pennsylvania as well. You think of you think of Leah Thomas that that happened after uh, the after this was introduced. Um,
2: for those who don't know that, could you share about that for a second? For those who aren't aware.
3: Oh yeah, sure, sure. That that's the swimmer at uh, University of Pennsylvania that ended up uh, winning the championship. But Leah Thomas is a biological male, yeah. and so he had he had swum with the with the boys and then switched over and you know trying to trying to raise the profile of of transgender athletics and you know we we want everybody to be participating we just want everybody to participate in a fair way so right. somebody who is who is you know a mid-level swimmer as a male can then absolutely dominate as uh, competing with the females that's not fair to the females which is precisely why we have sex separated sports in the first place we don't have we don't separate sports by irrelevant categories we don't separate sports on the basis of race or in the basis of um, hair color, whatever, party yeah. Party or <laughs> yeah. It's, right. It's on the basis of sex. Why? Because because we wanted there to be to be competitive opportunities for females, and if we if we ignore biological reality, that the women lose out on on those opportunities. It just like you think of records that are taken away. Um, you, you can have one swimmer that takes away everybody's records because yeah, because sure. they're just. Faster and faster because they're male, not because not because they're actually in the class. Right. So okay. So there, there's a real fairness issue when when everybody's swimming for second or everybody's running for second or or in some sports creating a, a dangerous situation. Like you think of women's women's rugby. Um, sure, women's women's lacrosse. it's just you, you, they're sex separated for additional reasons for safety when you've got uh, when you've got contact sports. So okay, um, well that's so the, we can do better.
2: That that's the Fairness in Women's Sports Act HB nine seventy two Governor Wolf vetoing that. Uh, so that's kind of a, a bad news for now situation. But you can keep up on it pafamily.org. dot org. And as uh, Randall Wenger, uh, joining us today, Chief Counsel PA Family Institute is sharing with us, that it eventually looks like it would turn the tide and go back the right direction, perhaps under a, a different governor, uh, especially because such, such a large amount of Pennsylvanians, kind of regardless of political party, uh, are in generally in favor of, of this. Uh, the, on the more blatantly, quote-unquote, quote good news side of things, there was a constitutional amendment to protect taxpayers – from paying for abortion, passing the PA House, just share a little backstory on that, where that was, where it was, and and what's happened with it.
3: Sure, sure. And this is kind of a bad news, good news story as well. So, so oftentimes those things go hand in hand, and you know that's that's how you can see God's story and things too, right? Yeah. So, um, so after fifty some, almost fifty years, um, Roe versus Wade is gone, but now the Pennsylvania Supreme Court is considering a case that may result in a state-based row, Pennsylvania's own personal row versus Wade. The the case is called Allegheny Reproductive Health Center versus Department of uh, Human Services, where the abortion industry is is asking the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to overturn a law that prevents most taxpayer-funded abortions. Um, So, they're they're arguing that Pennsylvania's constitution requires taxpayer funded abortions and that under Pennsylvania's constitution there is a right to abortion. So a right to abortion and a right to taxpayer funded abortion. And and so then, you know, this this case has been lodged at the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. I'm not sure when when they're going to to hear the arguments on the case and come up with a decision. My my guess is sometime after November and I think it's going to go badly. I think they will find a Pennsylvania Roe versus Wade because you, know, you, you just look at the kinds of things that many of the justices said. Um, if you look at at what they said to Planned Parenthood's PAC in order to get elected back in 2015, some of the justices were saying things like, "Yeah, they plan to follow Roe versus Wade in in decisions they make in Pennsylvania's court and so, I I am concerned that they will do what they said they were going to do, okay. and and so what what's at stake then is we get we get out of this regime where where the state legislature can't do anything to protect life and find ourselves free of Roe for possibly less than a year before the state supreme court does the same thing which could jeopardize our existing um abortion laws it could it could force taxpayer funded abortion and could make it difficult to to come up with some you know common sense advances in in the life issue here in pennsylvania so how do we how do we so that's all the bad news right yeah the good news the good news is you could fix this with a constitutional amendment in Pennsylvania. And so we're, what is the process to get a constitutional amendment ac- across the finish line? You need to pass it in the house and the Senate twice, two successive sessions, meaning, meaning an election in between. And then it goes to a referendum vote of the people. So okay. we've done the, the first of those three phases on Friday of last week Friday of last week the state house and the state senate both voted in favor of this constitutional amendment on life that will preserve the ability of the state legislature rather than the courts to to set abortion policy
2: okay so that's that's step 1 then you have to wait after november by definition till there's at least yes. an, an election has happened regardless of who wins or loses Then they have to do the same thing over again. PA State Senate, PA State House have to pass the amendment and then referendum to the people, meaning the people would vote on it at some point in in an elective cycle
3: or. Uh, Yes. okay, Yeah. Presumably the fall of 2023. Okay, So so not too far from now, uh, we've got a we've got a chance. People of Pennsylvania, assuming that all goes well next next spring in the state house and the state Senate, um vote in favor of this so
2: okay so and in a nutshell the i mean the idea then is that that the constitution doesn't grant the right to tax fa- taxpayer funded abortions or any other rights it's just um it's keeping things so that uh instead of the courts as you were saying deciding or take moving rights around it's up to people voting in you know in the state what they want to see happen. So it technically still could shift, but at least it'd be based on what the people are saying, as opposed to someone higher up the food chain mandating it and having it baked into the actual law.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly correct. And so, you know, you you think about who do you want to be deciding the rules on abortion? Do you, do you want the court deciding, and and you think about Roe versus Wade, and they came up with this, with this crazy trimester framework, like how that, that doesn't make sense. And it was, and it was also very out of step with the will of the American people. And so recent polling has showed that, uh, that about 50% of Americans would, would support, well, 70% of Americans would support, um, Additional restrictions on abortion, um, a a 15-week limitation. About 50% of Americans would support a a six-week limitation on abortion, and so 24 weeks, I think five and a half months, is really out of step with where the American people are, or where the people of Pennsylvania are. And I I would rather have our elected officials trying to craft what uh, where where they can draw the lines going forward than having the court figure that out yeah so we're we're free of row let's let's just keep it that way
2: yeah. <laughs> very good randall it's great to talk to you today if folks want to keep up on the work you're doing and the, and the things we've been talking about today is pafamily.org the best spot for that would you say it sure is okay that's good well we'll let folks know about that we uh, will write that in the podcast description make sure people can quickly access that in case they don't have a chance to jot it down while we're chatting and it's great to talk to you we'll uh, hope to talk to you again soon and keep up the good work well thank you thank you we very much your time absolutely you too randall wenger chief counsel pa family institute talking today about the constitutional amendment to protect taxpayers from paying for abortion that passing the PA House, but there's still more stages for that. Also about Governor Wolf and the veto to protect the Fairness and Women's Sports Act, HB 972. PAFamily.org has more info on that. You can keep track of that. They also have a newsletter you can sign up for and keep yourself in the loop as well. We'll uh, give you the keyword in our uh, little giveaway we're doing, the The Gas Money Giveaway. After the break, we've been mentioning it. It'll expire at 5 o'clock. So give me a couple minutes here. I'll give you one more crack at that keyword. And then we'll uh, wrap up the show today. It's
1: Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com.
2: It's 4.55 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Wrapping things up here. uh, Just a quick note. Radio is our current keyword in WFIL's $2,000 gas money giveaway. Get to WFIL.com by 5 o'clock. That gives you four and a half minutes. And type uh, type in the keyword radio. But you have to click the, the, the big square box right there that says $2,000 gas money giveaway. Click that, type in radio, and you'll be entered to win $2,000. We are doing this every day this week, giving out keywords throughout the day, Walt Cooper will have a new one that starts uh, at 6 o'clock. He'll give it to you just around 5.55 after Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, All right? which is our Ministry of the Month, by the way. Uh, so first things first, radio right now at WFIL.com, and uh, and get yourself in the mix. Let's wrap up with KJ52. This is Take Me Back. This is Tim DeMarsh on WFIL. Thanks for listening.
4: Have a great night. Sun is all in my face. Water's all in my feet. Right? I got love in my heart. Right? I got joy. I got peace.
1: Thanks for listening to the Tim Damas Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com